Pac-12 Media Day here in Hollywood. Jake Scott, Patrick Kinahan with you. We're now joined by the head coach at Colorado, Carl Durrell, with us here on the Zone Sports Network. Coach, thanks for a few minutes. How are you? Oh, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. I'm doing great. Well, tell us about your squad this year. Are you feeling good about uh, going into the season? I am. Yeah, I am. Uh, I feel like we have a team that's ready to take another big step forward and and uh, and do some really good things this year with a normal process of going through a season and 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 really you know putting our best foot forward so i i do like how the process went over the course of the off season there was a lot of really good hard work uh, some really good training we had a good spring you know summer has been going really well so we're we're ready to ramp it up for camp and get ourselves ready to play clearly the surprise team in the south but most likely probably the surprise team in the pac-12 and probably one of the most uh, surprising teams in the country uh, so you look at them, what, what, what you guys did was really incredible. Uh, and obviously you want to continue to build it. And I look at your quarterback situation, was so it's obviously so important. You have a transfer leaving your program, which surprised us all. You got somebody coming in, and you got some holdover talent. Where do you stand there? All of those things and above. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it, it's funny how this portal thing, a lot of people don't embrace it i guess because oh my goodness i lost this guy or this guy's on available things like that well to me it was more you know coming from the nfl it was like free agency yeah you know because right. free agency goes into when as soon as it's like march 5th and it's the date where you can yep. start talking to yep. it's a frenzy right yep so i didn't panic about it in answering your question you know part of it is you know guys are going to move on you know for their own personal circumstances you know things that they're trying to get accomplished you know a year ago we talked sam neuer into coming back to us you did you know this time of year because we didn't have a quarterback we lost one to graduation one to one went to the nfl one decided to transfer to princeton so we we just we we had we needed him back and he serviced that need for us in a in a i would say a pretty damn good fashion yeah, sure and for him to want to leave this year because there's something better that he wants for himself you know i didn't fight against that you know i, I wanted him to he did me a great favor right coming back and yeah. helping colorado last year i don't i felt like he did his what we asked him to do and, and i wanted him to let him know that you have my blessing to do whatever you want to do and you know and i'll help you do it so um but with that being said we do have two very capable really good talented players young players in a freshman that brendan lewis who played in the bowl game that you know he's unbelievably confident right now more so than i've ever seen him you know and that bowl game really has shed so much light on him about him convincing himself that he can play at this level and then the other one was the transfer that we got from Tennessee and JT Strout. So both of those guys had great spring practices, really, really good springs where they, you know, they're two different styles, but both of them are very prolific in what they do. And we're going to carry that a little bit into camp to see, you know, to see if someone separates a little bit more than, than the other. But if not, we'll play them both. We'll see. But it's, it's, a, it's actually a pretty good problem to have because there's, there's these two – definitely are quality quality quarterbacks that can engineer great offense for us what are you expecting to be the strengths of this year's team the strengths of the team will be you know i think in all likelihood it will be on the defensive side um and i say that because they they do return some you know some freshmen that we had to play last year in the back end uh we have some defensive linemen that are back that are you know the only one we're missing up front is mustafa johnson 
and and then we have our linebackers back. Uh, Nate's back from coming from recovering from injury, and he'll be 100% by the start of the season. And then we added a two guys from the portal um, that are going to help us with, you know, fulfilling those other spots on the on the defensive side. So we've actually given Nate more help. You know, Nate felt like he had to make every play before, and I think now Nate's going to be able to think that he has enough good talent around him. He doesn't need to make every play because those guys around him are, are really good players too. So a kid from Oklahoma, you know, Robert Barnes has been tremendous for us. He had a good spring. You know, he's a graduate transfer from Oklahoma. And then, you know, Jack Lamb just came to us this summer. He wasn't here in the spring, but he's for, he was a backup, uh, kind of a – uh, a guy that played sparingly but was a great special teams linebacker at Notre Dame, he's going to have a chance to play one of our other outside positions, and we, we like what he looks like. So we just feel like the depth on the defensive front is better than what it's been. So we feel good about that. Yeah, that's just going to ask you because you look at Nate Landman, and he's the Nate you're speaking of, and he was your Mr. Do-Everything. And then he gets hurt against Utah, and obviously we're paying attention to that game. It seemed like all the air went out of your defense. It did. And – Unfortunately, as a head coach for the first time, you, you felt it. We all felt it. Like, whoa. And, yeah. and that's where you know that not one player should be the, the end-all, be-all for a defense. Right. But that was definitely what I felt as well. So we, you know, we feel much differently this year knowing that we have more depth, more quality, and, and hopefully those things will start to you know, go into solidifying themselves as we go through training camp. So we were on the same page there. Yes. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm going to cheat a little bit. We've we've got Nate. He's going to be our next interview after you. What should we ask him about? Um, ask him about how what how does he feel about the linebackers around him? All right, all right. You know okay, we'll that'll kind of that give you him. a feel. You know he 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 missed the spring because obviously recovering from his surgery, but he watched everything. You know, so he knows what how the summer looks. He he watched everything, so he'll give you a little bit of. Uh, you know, an impression of what he thinks. All right. So you've got the quarterback situation, and most coaches, I would expect, to be completely honest, would say, yeah, we feel good about it. Uh, so remains to be seen. I'll take you at your word. But one thing I know, I don't need to take you at your word because I know it's true, and that's running back. We're pretty good there. <laughs> yeah, we have Alex Fontenot, who was actually the starter in 2019. right. right. He's back from his his injury that he had in 2020. So yeah. with Jarek and Alex and a young Ashad Clayton, you know, we feel like we have some really good quality depth. I mean, depth. Broussard was a stud. Yeah, he, he's a good player, really good player. And he's changed his body, and he shed his knee brace, and he doesn't need that knee brace anymore. And so there's there's some positive, definitely some positive momentum for so you him. Did you lean more on the run then? Than they no, did. not necessarily. Not necessarily. I, I feel more confident about how well we throw the ball now than we did a year ago. Okay. So, and that, that's a testament of those two quarterbacks that we have that I think are, you know, they got a chance to, to move the ball in the air, too. So, this might not be an entirely fair question with you going into your, your second year as head coach of the, of the Buffs, but when Utah and Colorado came into the league together, you know, they were kind of put together as rivals. Like, okay, you guys are rivals now. It felt a little manufactured, but some water has gone under the bridge, right? Some upset wins. Uh, there was a, a game a couple of years ago where the division was on the line and Colorado came ahead, and it kind of felt like, okay, this is a rivalry developing. Do you, uh, I guess, do you, and does Colorado view Utah as a rival? You know, like you said, it, to me it's more manufactured. You know, it's one of those because you're the last two in. Uh, yeah, you two. There you go. You guys figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, right? You know, a little bit that way. Um, but I'm sure BYU is a bigger rivalry than 
than us, you know, playing against Utah. Um, I do know that from my standpoint, we we haven't had a lot of success against Utah. I think there was only one time we've beaten Utah, people told me, since we've entered this conference. And that was in 16 or 15 or 16 when that happened. So, um, you know, I know that they're a big measuring stick, in my opinion, because I, I, I think Kyle's a heck of a coach and, and, uh, and, and he's proven to have winning programs year in and year out. And, you know, so it's, it's you know, it's really to, to win the, the South Division, you're going to have to go through Utah to do it. You know, and, and I think that's really the biggest barometer as a new coach. You know, if you're going to ever feel like you're going to get a chance to win a division and go to the championship game in our conference, you know, is you're going to have to win that game against Utah. Now, I'm trying to figure out where Colorado fits in the scheme of things as far as the Pac-12, because it's still hard for me to imagine that the guys on the other side of the mountain are in this conference and that faces west. Uh, where do you see it in terms of where you can get your players from? There are not a ton of players in Colorado, but you got California, but yet you have to go. A kid from California becomes a, he, he passes so many schools in the conference to get there, and then you got down in Texas, and I'm just trying to figure out how you're going to be able to fit in the conference in terms of recruiting as you go about improving building this program. Does that make sense? Well, it's it's something that Bill McCartney did years ago. Even when we're in the Big 8 when I was there in the 90s or the Big 12, we've always recruited really the same footprint of players. We, we recruited California hard, we recruit Texas. Um, like you said, Colorado in itself, you know, there's a few players, but not like at the, the, the major metropolitan cities that, you know, that we see in California or in Texas. You know, and I would say the other niches we had were, you know, believe it or not, we had niches in the Midwest, you know, up there in Lake Michigan area. So that's where Coach McCartney was was from is, you know, he came from Michigan down to Colorado to take over that program. So, you know, a lot of recruiting nowadays is really generated by your coach's experiences. In other words, uh, for example, I got three or four coaches that are from the state of Texas. You know, that's where their niche is, and they know the most people. That's, you know, that's kind of where a niche is for us. Um, we have a couple of coaches that recruit well in Georgia, and we have, you know, right now six or seven players are from Georgia. So it's kind of where you have your connections and your niches are, and, and, and recruiting has become a little bit more national, you know, from that respect. They were asking me on the podium earlier today, about how do you keep your West Coast kids on the West Coast and not go to the Southeast? I said, well, it's too late for that for that because <laughs> everybody's on social media. Yeah, you know, yeah. if I want to look up a, a Southeast Conference team, it's it's hard. For, it's not hard for me to get all that information if I have some intrigue and interest in those schools. So if kids want to, you know, has been a fan of Clemson or uh, Tennessee or some of those play, well, shoot, our quarterback uh, from that we have currently in the program is from California and went to Tennessee. Yeah. You know, so these kids think more national, you know, so um, so it, it doesn't it kind of because of the, the this day and age with social media and, and the, the really the ability to get stuff in really record pace to to find out about things has really opened up the recruiting to be more of a national thing. But I know from a coaching staff perspective, perspective it's really where we know coaches. 
you know, we've always known coaches in California and in Texas. You know, we have some guys that are have roots in, in Georgia. Shoot, I my first recruiting, my first class that I signed at Colorado because I came from Florida is from Florida. Oh, okay. Right? So it's, it's kind of where you're from right. that you kind of pull in and get some people. So last thing for me, just simply, do you like the job? you like the gig? <laughs> I do. I do. It's a, you know, this is my third time back on this campus. You know, I had two times in, in the 90s where we were really successful and enjoyed it. Um, I, I've, I, this program has done great things for my career and 35 years of coaching that I've, that I've been uh, a coach. And, and uh, to be, get a chance to be the leader of the program is pretty special to me. So, yes, I'm enjoying it and I'm excited about it. Awesome. Well, they need you to stay. Because it was a hit with the guy before you by taking off. Uh, do you feel like, in a sense, you're home? I do. I do. And plus, the home that I already had here prior to me getting the job is, has been part, part of that uh, reason why I feel like I'm at home. Mm-hmm. You know, this was, you know, Colorado was where I was going to end up retiring at some point in time when I was done coaching. And we built our house. And my wife and I were empty nesters. And we're, we're living in Lafayette, Colorado right now. And but that's little. That's only eight miles from from uh, from campus, yeah. you know. So uh, I go straight down Arapahoe Road to, to work every day, and I'm in the home that we've did, we're destined to be in for a long time. And I'm hoping I'm here for a long. That's time. Awesome. How things work out. Yeah, huh? yeah it is. <laughs> that's awesome. So. Well, Coach, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to yeah, talk to you. Good you. luck. Appreciate thank it. You, yeah. Yeah. Thank Appreciate you very it, much, guys. Coach. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Be well. Uh, that's uh, Carl Durrell, head coach, Colorado.